I logged onto Facebook one afternoon and saw a video post from Depression Quest designer Zoe Quinn in which she was displaying how by putting her hand in front of her cell phone, she was able to bring up a Humble Bundle code for the game Deus Ex because she had put a chip into her hand. And that gave me just enough reason to want to call up uh, Zoe to find out uh, this newfound interest, well, actually long interest she has had in body modification and embracing the cyborg future that we're all destined to become a part of. She's just getting there a lot faster than us. Uh, and she actually has a lot of really interesting ideas about how this might have applications for games and ARGs and uh, basically just encouraging folks to become more playful with their bodies when it comes uh, to interacting with things like games. So we hopped on Skype to talk about this cyborg future that she has now become a part of, and you can listen to that conversation right now. So let's just start there. Like I, I sent you a message that said, hey, this sounds like just enough information that I can call you up and justify publishing this on a video game website so that you showed a video of redeeming or potentially redeeming a humble bundle code for Deus Ex in your hand. <laughs> how, how does one's life end up at the place where they have Deus Ex in their hand and are telling Warren Spector about it on Twitter? <laughs> God, that was so cool. Um, basically, like, it's kind of weird. I come from a different background than I think a lot of people involved with games. Like, I grew up in, like, deep in Harley culture. Like, my dad builds motorcycles. I grew up in his shop. Um, Everybody had tattoos there, like everybody. One of my earliest memories growing up was of going to a tattoo parlor with him and just seeing him get this work done on him for several hours. And I was just so mystified by like watching this, like it was like the needle wasn't even touching him. Like it just like floated. And then there was art underneath that like blew my three-year-old mind. Right. So both my, both of my parents are heavily tattooed. Uh, everybody I grew up around was heavily tattooed. Uh, a lot of people had piercings too, because like I grew up in kind of like a very, very destitute, uh, part of New York. Like it's a very small part of, uh, the Adirond Adirondack mountains. There's more cows than people. Uh, I, I like have, I'm pretty sure that the town population has been under a thousand for the last 200 years and hasn't grown at all. Like it's a tiny town. Right. Right. Um, so like a lot of people there, like it was pretty commonplace where people have eyebrow rings and stuff. And like, it was just always part of my life. Like body modifications always been part of my life. Anytime something significant happened in uh, anybody's life, they usually got a tattoo about it. Like my dad would, you know, make a, a strong friendship and then have a tattoo or we'd lose somebody in the community and people would get tattoos. Like it was just part of this thing. So it's something that's always been in my life that I've cared very strongly about. And I've started off getting tattoos and then I sort of started, um, when I was really young messing around with technology, like I think one of the reasons I grew up kind of a, to be a weirdo was someone gave me a copy of the anarchist cookbook on floppy disk when I was like eight. <laughs> so like that plus access. That's how you to get them started. Yeah, exactly. Like I, I had access to tools cause of my dad's machine shop. So I was just constantly taking apart everything and sometimes maybe less than usually able to put it back together. Um, so I've always just been messing around with stuff. And as I got older uh, and started getting my own modifications, like tattoos and piercings and stuff like that, uh, especially because it was like such um, an important thing to me, especially when I went out uh, into parts that uh, parts of the world that weren't necessarily in my small community and people got looked on really, like really looked down on for it. Like people would call, like 
I remember when I got a tongue ring, everybody said that it was clearly for sexual purposes when really like I got it because I needed to stop chewing on every single pen cap within arm's reach. Um, so it was a it was practical just, solution. Yeah, kind of. Right. Um, and being a kid who grew up loving sci-fi to like being able to combine all of these things into um, actually like actually looking at these cyberpunk things that I adored growing up and, and being like, oh, crap, maybe I can actually be part of that, you know? And it's, uh, like, as soon as I heard about the magnetic implant, like, years ago when it was the first ones and they didn't work very well because I've always really looked up to Shannon Lorette, who was this figure in uh, the body mod community uh, that recently, or recently-ish passed away, I guess, about a year ago now, who did so much for bringing it into the, into the mainstream and demystifying it and talking about the emotional attachments that you have to these things, that it's not just, you know, edgy or whatever the people say when they usually roll their eyes. Like, it's actually this thing with a lot of meaning. Um, he got the first magnetic implants, and they kind of went disastrously, and I didn't really think about them much. Till, I'm like, oh, well, that sucks. I don't want to have neodymium explode in my finger. That sounds shitty. Um, <laughs> But it sounded like it could be cool, maybe. And then, like, a little while ago, Steve Hayworth had actually um, completely fixed the problem with the coding that, uh, I, I mean, like, there's still the core issue of if something goes terribly wrong, things will go terribly wrong, which is kind of a tautology. Sure. Um, but, like, they're way more, they became way more viable. And I'm like, oh, my God, I started getting obsessed. And I read more about it and read more about it and saw, like, no really bad accounts of it happening and, and even the things that were bad were manageable bad um and all of these i kept seeing people say they couldn't describe how it felt i'm like well crap i i want to know like i want that experience i'm someone who's greedy about life experience i want i wish that i could experience everything uh obviously that's not possible and there's a lot of bad things you don't want to experience and blah blah anyway um so i, I went out i'm like you know what it scares the living crap out of me but i'm gonna do it um, and I went and I got the magnetic implant, which was, um, like that one is really interesting because it's actually integrated with my central nervous system and in, in that it's like a new sense. I can feel magnetic fields, like the bar trick of being able to like pull somebody's, uh, um, beer cap off of their, their thing and then fling it at them. Like, that's funny. And I like <laughs> doing that, but really being able to like feel the magnetic fields around these, th like, especially being someone who works in games, like games are a very artistic endeavor for me. Like it's, it's this creation drive that and making these these separate digital worlds that I can actually feel now and that was such a, a moving and important experience to me um, and then I'm just like oh what else can I do with this um, so as soon as I saw the uh, the NFC chip that I, I now have in my hand I'm like oh I need that I need that I need to make games around it I want to make you know both the software and the hardware thing part of my life in this really meaningful way um, and yeah so I, I, I backed the Indiegogo like forever ago uh, okay, so this, so this this is something you actually like you you backed like an actual project in Indiegogo for for this most recent edition. Yes, uh, it's it's actually a super new uh, version of the NFC. Like you can't even get this uh, tag without basically uh, being involved with it. Like you can't just like go online and order it somewhere. Hmm. Um, so it's a, it's a super new uh, version of uh, the latest NFC tags that were out, um, which is awesome. So yeah, I saw that and I just I wanted to get it and I wanted to have it in my body and see what I could do 
to push that further to like develop apps around it to make it you know, to make the applications of it more interesting, practical, and more importantly, fun. Because I like it's so weird that so much transhumanist stuff is like solely focused on doing things that are a little bit boring. Like, yes, you can do security things. Yes, I'm the only person who can lock my phone with this. But it's way more interesting to me to see what we can do with it. That just makes our lives more fun and more interesting. Like whether it's games, whether it's like some weird art projects. Uh, I, I haven't, I'm looking into making tiny little robots that scoot away in fear if I get my tag near them, which I think would be adorable. Um, like just dumb stuff like that. That's just, I don't know. Like, I don't think it has to be super serious all the time or, or it has it's, to be. It's not necessarily about, you know, like saving the world. Uh, it's, it, it can just be something fun and interesting. And it, it seems like you want to try and find ways to, uh, maybe, you know, maybe that, you know, you might know better than me, but you know, I think maybe some of the reasons people are afraid of stuff like this is because it hasn't been demystified or made interesting and fun. Uh, and maybe if there were more use cases like that, people might not be, you know, so weirded out uh, by it. You know, other than the fact that it's just brand new. You know, new things weird weird people out. Yeah, exactly. And like, that that's exactly it. Like, there's so many people that are like, oh, God, this is so weird. Or, oh, God, what about the government tracking you? And it's like, I... That's one of the reasons that even though I know, like, for a long time, I did not talk about any body, mo body modification stuff publicly at all because a lot of people don't understand it and or they have this gut reaction of, ew, gross, what's wrong with you? Like, I don't, like, I've been getting messages today uh, talking about it, saying that clearly I have issues with my father and I'm an attention whore. <laughs> it all comes back to your dad, Zoe. I don't know if you know, know this, right? but... Like, and all these things where it's just like, no, it's not about that. Like, this isn't, I'm not even trying to be edgy or rebellious. The only thing that I might be trying to be rebellious against is the limitations of being made out of meat, you know? <laughs> but, like, talking about it, I feel, is so important and getting it out there. So it's not this big, mysterious, scary thing. And it's not like, like, it's got such, like, body modification is such a bad PR problem. Like, it's not just, it's actually meaning, like, really meaningful to a lot of us in ways that don't impact anybody else's life in any way. Like, what, like, I, I want, I, I'm a full believer that you should be able to do whatever the hell you want to your body um, for whatever reason you want, as long as it doesn't, like, actively hurt anybody else, you know? Right. And, the fact that so many people push against that or like try and, and work your motives into some weird thing where you, there's something wrong with you is really disappointing. When, and I feel like it's holding a lot of us back from being able to have full ownership of the skin we live in and to be able to play with it, like by putting something in it that can, that might seem a little frivolous to some people, but be really meaningful to, to others or to ourselves most importantly. So what, what can you, you know, it goes, you know, well, I guess let's start here. Like, how does, how does it get in your hand? I know, I thought I saw something about like a, a big needle. Is that, is that how this happens? That yes. Sound, you know what? I think that might be the most terrifying part of all of it. I don't have a problem with the chip being there, but the needle you described, I believe on Facebook, t terrified me. <laughs> yeah, it, it is actually, so I, I kind of, I, I went weird well, more weird with this one than I did with the magnet. <laughs> like the magnet, I went to uh, I went to a, an incredibly renowned uh, practitioner of body modification to to do it for me. Um, so you're not you're not just in an apartment by yourself with a giant needle. Just all right, let's let's just go for it. 
Actually, that's exactly what I did with this one. Okay. <laughs> Which I do, I'm just going to preface this by saying I do not recommend that anybody else do it that way. There are people you can go to. Do not repeat this. Look up, <laughs> look up sepsis if you want to be dissuaded and uh, 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 from doing this to yourself. Like, I knew I was taking an enormous risk, but, like, I have, like, I, I used to do a little bit of training under a, a piercer. It's something that I've studied and, and done, like, before, but like not not exceptionally so i you know i know proper sterilization techniques bloodborne pathogens pre- uh, preventation stuff like that um i even then i was a bit fast and loose with that because i was stupid and in a hurry again do not fucking do that <laughs> do not fucking do that go to someone who knows what they're doing please for the love of god um don't don't do the stupid shit that i do um because you could really i i'm lucky then that's what it comes down to is i've been lucky um but yeah so i got it in the mail um i was familiar with the, with what to do i watched a lot of youtube videos about it um i read a lot about it i considered going to somebody who is smarter and better at these things than i am but at like I actually wanted to do this one myself and take on all of these horrific risks um, because like the end goal for me is to be able to uh, not just have these things, but as somebody who's a developer and working in tech and as somebody who's been very interested in body modification and and studied a fair bit of it, um, I would like to marry those two things and actually make the next thing and to start contributing to the hardware and actually making these things and not just uh, doing software around making these things uh, feasible or the application side. I want to come up with the development side as well as the application. Um, So I thought there's... I, I might I might as well put my money where my mouth is and do it to myself um, as part of the step one because I would not want anybody to do those sorts of things to me that hadn't done it to themselves. Like that's really kind of putting your like that's putting it on the line. And I also didn't want it to just be a procedural thing like these like because when I got my magnet done and this is the right way to do it. Do it, please by all means do it this way. I went to somebody I sat down in an office and it was very clinical, which is good because you're messing with your body and putting things in it and it needs to be safe. Um, but there was a weird, a weird kind of disconnect, uh, that I, I, at least in hindsight now that in doing it myself, um, I felt like, like since it is something that has a lot, a great bit of, a great deal of meaning to me, it was like doing it to myself for the first time was this sort of, uh, I don't know. There's something, there's something about doing it that way and not just sitting there and doing it, uh, having someone else do it, but really taking the full brunt of responsibility for engaging with these things and putting it on me. Um, which, and also it was like the scariest thing. And I, I like doing things that scare me, um, that are ultimately not going to fuck my life up too much. If I, if it goes terribly wrong, like if this went terribly wrong, I have state health insurance. I, uh, I have the ability to go to a doctor. If I didn't, I wouldn't have done that. Um, so even if it went terribly wrong, I would fully accept the consequences and sort of be like, well, I learned something. Um, so uh, yeah, I wanted to just actually take the dive and do it myself. So it was really hard and it was really scary and it's <laughs> way different than doing it to anyone else. And it was really alarming how much force it took to get the needle in there. Oh, and not I don't even have a thing against needles, but just the size of this needle sounded intimidating. Yeah, it's a little bit smaller than the width of a pencil. Oh, that is a big needle. <laughs> yeah, like that was, that was basically my reaction on scene. So I was like, oh, that's really big. This is going to suck. Weirdly, it didn't hurt that much. And that wasn't the hard part. It's that everything in my body was like, what are you doing? Don't... Ah! Um, and it's like really alarming to see it 
like to see the thing sticking in your hand and be like, oh my god, I have to push through this. I have to keep going. Um, and it was. It took a couple tries because I, I was just like, um, so it was really hard uh, to sit down. And I went really slow just because I was like sweating and I had this cold dread in my stomach. Um, and I was like, oh god, like the entire time, I, I just I wasn't. I didn't think I would be able to finish it and go through with it. Um, but I did. And I'm really glad I did because it was a very interesting experience that I would not recommend anybody <laughs> else try at home. Giant asterisk on this entire conversation. Yes. Uh, so have you, have you, you know, obviously, you know, the, the little, you know, Deus Ex code is, is funny and cute, but have you thought practically about, you know, sort of game applications, like stuff that would make sense now that it's actually there and you start to get over the hump of the novelty of it and now it's just a part of you, uh, you know, you've talked about trying to, to actually employ that in some interesting way uh, game-wise. Like, has anything come to mind yet? Like, do you have anything you're looking to explore? Yeah, I definitely want to see some, like, interesting applications of some sort of potential ARG, especially if I can get other people who have this implant or are going to get this implant in on it. Um, there's one or two other developers I know of that are looking at doing that too. So um, it's like, I wonder if there's some sort of weird scavenger hunt type thing that can be done with that, where it's like you have to have gone to these three, these people and like gotten there okay. Like so, like I feel like the ARG applications for it are very interesting. Um, I'd also like to think of more ways to integrate the physical body into playing games too, because it's mm. like so much of playing games is just sitting down there and pressing buttons, um, which is awesome. But like I feel like there's more we could do. There's more to play with. There's more to experiment with here. Um, so a lot of what I'm doing right now is just uh, trying to read through a lot of the SDK stuff about it and see what the technical limitations are, because there, um, there's a great deal of stuff out there that kind of messes with NFC, but it hasn't been widely adopted to the point where there's, like, tons of libraries about it, you know? Right. So a lot of what I'm doing right now is taking a look at what other people have done, seeing how I could push that further, or, uh, you know, maybe get some ideas for my own stuff. Um, in addition to, like, just basic, like, I've got an Arduino-enabled uh, controller that's coming in the mail, too, that will interact with my NFC chips, so I'll be able to use, uh, I'll be able to match Arduinos with it and do a bunch of, of weird hardware stuff with that. So I'm sort of trying to see uh, what can be done with that. A lot of my thinking, too, comes from, uh, I, I before I started making games, I was a dungeon master. I did a lot of tabletop uh, role-playing stuff where I, usually nobody else in the group wanted to DM because it's a total pain in the ass. Um, so I always ended up doing it. Um, and that sort of asynchronousness, like that specific one of having a bunch mm -hmm. of people playing a game together, where one sort of the, lo the leader and the person doing things behind the scenes, I think could work with somebody who has an NFC implant, where they could be you know, doing things that involve the implant and it can impact other people in different ways. And just trying to think of what could be fun around that, what could I do with that? It, I think it's kind of interesting that, you know, like the traditional response to, you know, body modification, you know, obvious stuff, you know, even if it's something as simple as a tattoo, uh, you know, people kind of judge you, kind of kind of like get weirded out by it. But what you've done, the beginnings of this cybernetic future, like no one even knows unless you disclose it. Like no one even knows unless you say something. And, and in some ways that seems like that has really interesting applications for if people want to to do stuff like this, they don't necessarily have to have the trade-off of a visual marker that, you know, you know, can sometimes, you know, cast aspersions from, from other folks. Yeah, it's, it's actually, that's been the funniest thing, too, and people are like, 
oh, she put a chip in herself. What an attention hard. It's like, nobody can know. As I tell them. Like, and the only reason, like, I'm, I do like bringing visibility to the issue, not to myself. Because right. I feel like this is a conversation I want to see more of. Especially, like, what a lot of what Shannon's work did was demystifying and, and uh being able to make this stuff more visible as like, I have a certain amount of visibility, at least within people who are interested in games and software. I want to be able to use that for this other thing too, you know, to get the conversation started in, in developer circles that might not otherwise know these things exist or care. Um, because like, yeah, there's, I feel like the more widely it's adopted, the more widely it's talked about, the more common that it becomes, uh, like the, the more cool things that we'll be able to do about it just because we'll have it on, in front of more eyes and brains and everybody's thinking about it more. Like, I really hope NFC gets more widely adopted. I, I really hate that iPhone's like, oh, well, we don't want to because we're probably working on our own thing. Like, stop it. Like, stop being a douchebag about that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I don't think I'll ever, I think I'm going to have a little bit of a grudge against the company until that changes <laughs> so how, how did you get to, to explain this story to warren specter which i feel like is this entire thing coming about as full circle uh as as it can but it seems like you somehow got his attention on twitter yeah i just yelled a lot um, <laughs> well you don't do anything like that yeah right first i was like oh man i really because like it was the process of oh i should put a game on my hand what game oh my god what game like that like i, I agonized over that a little bit and then I'm like, oh, nope, Deus Ex has to be Deus Ex. Um, so I put it on, and I'm like, oh, I want to, I wonder what they would think about it. But I, because like if someone did that with mine, I'd really want to know. But I don't, <laughs> they probably don't care or know who I am. So, <laughs> and then people are like, Zoe, stop being stupid. I'm like, okay. Um, so I tweeted at them, and uh, he said it was dreamily cool or something like that. Um, and I, there hasn't been a real conversation about it. It was basically just in passing, but it still made me geek out pretty hard. That's, that's hilarious. I, that's, <laughs> that's just such, I mean, that's what I love about Twitter. It's what I love about everything these days is that there would be no other way for that to happen except the weird thing of how our society is set up now is that Warren Spector can find out about Zoe Quinn having a humble bundle Zo, uh, Deus Ex chip in her hand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's going to, I'm trying to figure out a good way to, um, to switch out quickly what game is in there too, because like once I pass this on to somebody, uh, they'll have the code and I'll have to rewrite it. But yeah, how, does that, how does that work? Like how, like how do you actually interface with it? Does it happen through your computer, like through your phone? Like how, how do you reprogram what's going on? Oh, I have a, I have a, um, galaxy five. Okay. Um, so basically I have an app on there that lets me do whatever I want back and forth with my chip. I can erase stuff on there. I can put stuff on there. I can change the things that are on there. I can make it so it's read only. So other people can't write to it. Um, stuff like that. So I, uh, reprogram it directly from my phone so I can do it from wherever. And, and if people are, are interested, I know you've, you've kind of uh, mentioned a couple of different places throughout, like what are resources for people to get started if they have, you know, even just a passing interest in, in checking out more of this stuff? It's actually kind of tricky because like a lot of the stuff is like all... It's not like you go to bodymodificationchips.com and then yeah, just like I mean, add like, stuff to a cart. Yeah. Um, my NFC chip is from dangerousthings.com. Um, uh, they have everything there that I, I used for this, um, which you should only use with a piercing professional. Um, they actually have like a network too. Like they have, um, a partner network where it's like, if you want someone to 
who uh, is properly trained and has the, the proper stuff for this, uh, to do it in your area. They have a list of people that you can go to, like a map. And they also, if there isn't someone who is specifically part of their partner network, they have a an instructional guide to give to your uh, to your local piercer um, to be able to do it in a more safe and sanitary environment. Um, I'm actually looking at getting certified and trained in this stuff too, so um, I can help do it to other people after like being fully licensed and having proper equipment and uh, a big freaking training thing uh, under my belt outside of just having uh, like informally trained under, under piercers. So hopefully I'll be able to do it um, sometime in the next year as well. Um, for the magnetic implant, that one's a lot more tricky because uh, the procedure is a lot more invasive. Um, because uh, So like the, the thing with the magnetic implant is uh, it's very close to the edge of practicing medicine without a license, depending on how you do it, because you use a scalpel for the procedure mm. um, and you use sutures. Uh, so there, that also means that they cannot give you, uh, they cannot legally give you anesthetic because that's practicing med uh, medicine without a license. Um, and I can easily say it was the most excruciating experience I've ever had. Like it was uh, the most painful experience of my life. I've fallen asleep during tattoos before and this had me screaming. Um, like it, it was really painful. No uh, joke. Yeah. Like, ugh, I mean, it was totally worth it and I'm happy I did it, but like the actual experience was, I, I don't want to go into detail because I don't want to make anybody feel squeamish or uncomfortable, but that one you definitely do not want to do by yourself. Um, <laughs> yeah. That seems, that seems reasonable. Yeah. And like one of the cool things about this too is like putting this sort of thing in the hands of uh, body modification instead of simply like, you know, leaving it for people with lots of money and access to like hyper expensive cosmetic surgery. Um, I, I really believe in bringing cybernetics to the masses as well. Like I don't want this awesome sort of thing to only be in the purview of people with shitloads of money. The total cost for um, both of my uh, augments uh, is less than $300. Um, and that includes like both the hardware and going to a professional and everything. Um, and I feel like it's really important for us to have, for it not just to be something only rich people can do, um, especially given the things like open source movements and stuff like that. I really, really feel very strongly about making it cheap, affordable and accessible and safe. Um, so that's one of the reasons that I want to, want to start not only, uh, um, researching how to build these things, but being able to properly do these procedures for others so that they don't have to purely go uh, to someplace that's insanely expensive because body, body modification and people who practice it have been around, has been around as long as there's been people. And as much as people kind of look down on us, we know our shit. We know what we're doing. People are very fucking good at this and we're, we take it very seriously. And it doesn't have to be something that's purely in, like done by surgeons.